I'm Justin Shelley, CEO of Master Computing. And I'm Joe Milo, CIO of Master Computing. Welcome to episode 15 of Stupid or Irresponsible. Joe, most important thing that happened to you this week? Um, that's a good question. I probably should have prepared. <laughs> you probably should have. Well, let me talk while you think. How about that? Yeah, hey, that'll work. I'm going to put my headphones on, too. I forgot about that. Good idea. <laughs> so, listen, uh, it was last week or the week before, maybe both, I talked about getting stood up for a, uh, a podcasting interview because I've had people start reaching out to me and wanting me to be on their podcast and stuff like that, which is, you know, it makes me feel special. Sure. Um, they stood me up. Well, then they came back and they apologized profusely and... Uh, set the whole thing up again. I rearranged my entire schedule so that I can be here and and do their 15-minute pre-screening meeting, web meeting or whatever. But I mean, we've been planning this thing, talking about it for about say, a that month like now. That sounds like a process. Jeez. Yeah, they, they had a really dialed in process. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm at the kid with my doctor shuffling that shit. I, I, I get here for this interview and within 30 seconds, they're like, oh, well, we're, we're not interested because the, uh, we had the wrong number of employees. <laughs> what, and I just thought, are you kidding me right now that uh, with all of the process you had in place, you couldn't have asked me this key question from day one and saved me about four weeks of fretting and hours and hours of prepping and oh, whatever. Gosh. So I was, I was pretty upset. But I'll tell you what, it, uh, it made me realize the importance of process. And, and made me look at my own process as I bring guests in to, you know, some of our other podcasts. We've got DFW Rockstars. I'll plug that real quick as we're trying to get, I mean, that one's, that one's struggled. We haven't had a lot of guests. So yeah. building that back up, getting the process dialed in. But that was the most interesting thing that happened to me is just yet again getting stiffed by this company. <laughs> and I am not happy about it. So <laughs> I hope I gave you enough time, Joe. Uh, you still got to come up with something on your end. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess just... Just this week is kind of playing with the whole Christmas ideas of, uh, you know, a lot of our clients are, you know, out of the office during this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, so getting everything set up there, you know, we're a little short staff here at the office even. Uh, so just making every, making sure everything's covered. Everybody's got all of our roles, make sure all the security for all our clients are actively working and, you know, make sure we're on the, on the pulse everywhere. Kind of a time to play catch up, right? Uh, I wouldn't call it ketchup so no. much. It's really, uh, you know, uh, move our oranges from one basket to okay. the other. Okay. Fair <laughs> Make sure everything's <laughs> taken care of. Yeah. No rest for the weary. <laughs> yeah. And I know you already talked about it, but you've got the, the new house. You're yep, getting in, yep. you're settled. You've unpacked all your boxes. Oh yeah. They're all totally unpacked. That, uh, that usually, I think I told you that usually takes me about a year. Well, that's I'm... good. Cause we're on pace for about a decade. <laughs> so yeah. But it's gotta be cool, man. Oh yeah. In the it. new place. Absolutely. Love it. All right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, let's jump in, Joe. Um, you know, we, we kind of gotten into the habit of reminding people why we call this podcast stupid or irresponsible. comes from the marketing campaign. We've already talked about that. But I mean, the, the gist of it is we ultimately, as, as business owners, executives, managers, we are responsible for the security of our organization. And it, it's a, a responsibility that should be taken seriously. And sometimes it's not. And, you know, we went on the traveling or the speaking circuit for about a year. We're giving away free stuff. We're, we're just begging and pleading people to take this seriously and not getting a great response from it, you know, uh, because unfortunately, if somebody has not had a cybersecurity incident, it's really hard to get them 
to to take it seriously. Yeah. And so, you know, I went from this uh, kind of coddling, you know, we're all victims here of crime. And it, and it is stupid because we – one of the few places where the government prosecutes the victims. You know, yeah. that, that was kind of my whole pitch before. Like, this is it. If you get broken into in your home, nobody comes in calling you stupid. But if your business get hit, eh, you kind of get called stupid. So, <laughs> um, you know, I've changed my tune a little bit. And, and there is a level of stupidity to just not paying attention and taking this seriously. Yeah. So – you know, there we go. The reminder of why we call it that. Uh, I don't really think people are stupid, but I do think people get distracted. You know, I'll it, go out on a limb. Yeah. I guarantee there's a lot of stupid well, people. Well, listen, in the world. yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, you're right. You're right. There, <laughs> there absolutely are. <laughs> I, maybe we all just have our areas where we're stupid. You know, as I'm, I'm kind of trying to defend business owners who have so many things on their plate yeah you know and, it, and it's easy for me to just jump on here and say they're stupid and then they're gonna be mad at me and run away and cry or whatever <laughs> i don't know but but you know there's just there's a lot going on especially for COVID. like the world's burning down we've got so many problems man we can't uh we can't ignore this one no no yeah absolutely not i mean people get hit they uh we'll talk about it i've got one you go out of business like it, it's yeah. not recoverable. This sure. isn't, you don't get a do over. It's not like a video game where you can reset, you know, it's like, <laughs> this is it. If we don't take this serious, if you get hit hard enough, you're out of business. So, so there it is. Security tip this week, Joe, we're going to talk about, you know, some of these things are just so exciting. <laughs> I, I can hardly stand it. I can't wait to get to it. Um, today we're talking about credit card processing, right? Uh, yeah, you PCI compliance, that? yeah. All right, tell us all about PCI compliance. You know, and you kind of dog it. Uh, PCI <laughs> compliance is really kind of, I mean, it's it's interesting, especially considering like the security aspect of it. Um, a lot of people don't think they're liable or they're, that you know, the PCI has nothing to do with you if you've ever heard that. Never even heard of it, a lot of people. Uh, any business, any company, any individual that has any kind of credit card interaction. If you if you run an Etsy shop um, and you take credit cards, or if you you know you have a taco stand yeah. and you take a credit card on your phone, you just swipe that thing. You are required by law to uh, do a PCI compliance report just to run those credit cards. Now, who enforces this? Uh, it's the U.S. government. Uh, it's the PCI DSS uh, the standards. I mean, it's. It's bounced around a couple of different federal entities, but yeah. So, I mean, like, nobody's ever called me up and said, hey, Justin, is Master Computing PCI compliant? Right. And typically, they're not going to do that. The big guys, they might come after the big guys for that kind of thing. Okay. Normally speaking, they're not going to fine you, uh, which is kind of the, the thing here. PCI, if, you, if you're following their standards, you're all good, uh, but they'll fine you if you're not. Okay. And typically, they're not going to come after you. They're not going to come and fine you, especially the smaller guys. Unless there's a breach, unless you've been hacked or something like that, um, unless you know you took some credit cards and somebody hacked into your phone, let's say, and stole those credit cards, or maybe you threw away some receipts that have credit card information on them. Okay. Um, so let's say those get breached, and then now that person uh, reported fraud on their credit card. You know, normally as a, a regular user, trigger it. happens all the time. Well, now they have to do an investigation. So they'll they'll go into the processing and say, okay, well, where did the credit card go? Oh, you you know you swiped your card in your van as you sold them to Taco. Uh, are you PCI compliant? Well, I don't know. Hmm. Um, well, let's check your you know let's check your your last PCI scan. Well, I've never done a PCI scan. Bam, five thousand dollar fine. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. So that's I mean. That's generally how it goes, and we, I mean, we've I, we've dealt with you know a few people that, yeah. that have. It's more likely you're not going to get hit as long as nothing happens. But again, let's go back to the 
it's never going to happen to me until it does. And then, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and that that's the re- the recurring theme with like what we talk about week after week here. Yeah. Um, it, head in the sand. Yeah. There, nothing bad ever happens to me. Exactly. Or, you know, there's too many other bad things happening to me. I don't have time, capacity, energy, or whatever to work right. on this one, too. Yeah. You know, those, those are all valid excuses, honestly. Yeah. Uh, until you're screwed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, until I, yeah, now, yeah, it's the last yeah. straw on the camel's back, basically. So I know that we can't sit here and like dissect a PCI compliance audit or whatever. Is it called an audit? Yeah, they do. Okay, audit. or a security assessment. Like you what, do an assessment. What do we and do? An audit. We do For, audits and assessments. And, okay. and vulnerability scans. Okay, so <laughs> I, like that's a lot, and we're let not. Let me uh, let, yeah, let me just break it okay. down. Just yeah, you know, kind of. Yeah, like what is briefly. it? What, okay, a, a few highlights. Well, let me let me just kind of go over our tip here, and then we'll kind of go into the highlights Fair and enough. stuff. So, okay. okay, so if you handle, process, or store credit cards, meaning anything whatsoever to do with credit card information or check information, I mean, down to you run a gas station like we were talking about, a taco stand, if you take a credit card or deal with credit cards, uh, you are required to comply with the PCI DSS. So PCI, what's it stand for? It's, it's Payment Card Industry Data Security Standards. It's a... Uh, this is the, le- the set of legal requirements that uh, you must abide to to maintain a secure environment. It's basically, you know, what's your network like? Is it secure? You know, are you, are you, you know, changing your passwords? Do you use encryption? That kind of thing. If you violate them, you will incur serious fines and penalties. Um, in fact, I just saw, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, Ticketmaster. You're familiar with Ticketmaster. I've basically, heard of them. They run the show on basically every sports venue, concert. All that stuff it. that's not happening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got hit with a, I want to say it's like a $2 million fine. Oh, dang. Um, and it's exactly what we were talking about earlier. So somebody hacked into their system um, by no fault of their own. Somebody broke into their house. Right. And um, they stole a bunch of, you know, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't credit card information. It was just like uh, the people that paid for tickets and got their physical addresses. That okay. was the database that they they found, and they started selling it on the dark web. Well, uh, the government went in. They found that that had been breached. Uh, Ticketmaster followed all the protocol. They said, okay, well, you know, uh, as soon as it happened, I filed this report. You know, I've been working with the FBI. They've been in our system, everything like that. And like, yep, you were totally compliant. Only because you got breached, we're going to say that you didn't have security in place because you didn't have two-factor authentication on for these particular admins. And because of that, we're going to fine you $2 million. So had they done – you're telling me they did not – they were not PCI compliant then? That's absolutely correct. Okay. So this never would have happened except they got breached. So now – now they got breached and they're dealing with now the, there's now the, the government comes in that. yeah exactly they start sniffing around yep and they're like all right well yeah you, you've done a lot of things right but you were not compliant in this one area yeah exactly and therefore we're issuing a fine yeah and so this P- PCI compliance what it is I mean it's like a questionnaire it's a questionnaire mixed with a uh, an actual physical uh, scan of the network so uh, like a pin test yeah so the first part is uh your manager or uh, your it team will go in and go through your whole system do you have a firewall is everything backed up um is your credit card system accessible to the outside the, the internet if it is how what are the security protocols here because we require this this and this you know do you have two-factor authentication turned on uh just it's it's almost basic security it's almost forcing right. you to do what you're supposed to do anyway it's just making sure right. you got the check boxes 
I mean, isn't that fair to say that most compliance, most regulations that have to do with compliance um, are, are similar? You've got HIPAA, you've got PCI, you've got CMMC, you've got NIST. I mean, all of these different regulatory requirements are they're, – they're not identical, but, I mean, they're pretty much the same thing, A right? lot of it, yeah. I mean, and and really the higher you go in NIST, NIST is the like the pretty much the over, overall, here is how to secure a network properly according to the government. Right. And then there are different tiers. So sure. if you're a small business, here's your PCI compliance for 1 to 10 people. Here's your PCI compliance for 10 to 5. CMMC, oh, do you work with the Department of Defense? Well, we got to step up your game a little bit. Okay. Oh, and, and do you sell directly to the government? Uh, okay, well, we got to step that up some more. So it's basically just different layers of, you know, how big is your business? How secure do you need to be? Uh, but basically, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, even the most high-end security most is just how to... How do you lock your house up? How do you do right. it right? Right. Here are here are the steps to do it. You know, here are the things to check. Here are the policies to have. Um, and then it's just a cascading down of how secure are you? Well, like okay, so you said it right. You said it twice actually. It's it's basically if we're going to use the analogy, how do you secure your house? Um, the government might come out and say, hey, here's some good ideas for what kind of lock to put on your front door, what to do to make sure nobody breaks your window and, and right. comes through, what kind of cameras you should have, how to connect it back into the police for automatic reporting, like all these guidelines. And and this is where it, it does. It just, it galls me. This it just aggravates the hell out of me because if you don't do something exactly right and somebody busts through and breaks into your house and tears the place up and steals stuff and, and you know, injures your family or whatever, um, that's bad enough. Yeah, like, exactly. This is the government now coming in after the fact and yeah. saying, well, yeah. you know, the knife a little bit. This, this camera you had here, it's a little bit grainy. So because of that, we're now sorry about your family. Sorry about all your belongings. Sorry about the damage done to your house. Um, by the way, you owe us thousands or hundreds of thousands right. of millions of dollars. On top of everything that they stole and lost yeah. and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's insult yeah. to injury. And it's on on one hand, it, it aggravates me. It angers me. Um it's not fair, but life's not fair. You know, I mean, so anyways, I don't know if I cut you off. Were you, were, were you still going or were you wrapping that part? Uh, I did want to kind of just go, generally go through the rest of this tip here. Okay. Um, so are you subject to take uh, credit card payments over the phone? Uh, if you are, um, if you have clients that pay you directly by credit card. So let's say you're an accountant, maybe even, and you take their credit cards. Well, accountant, generally speaking, you're always going to be uh, PCI required. Right. But uh, let's say you do business for anybody and they want to pay you to do something. Let's say they want to pay you to uh, grab something on Amazon for them. Um, if you take that credit card information over the phone, you're now required by law to have a PCI compliance. Yeah. Um, which includes, again, the questionnaire and then you actually do the pin test afterwards. What would you say the percentage is of people who are required to be PCI compliant? And who actually go through the proper procedures? Uh, people, I don't know. Businesses, but just in in your experience, if you were to take a guess at the number of people that you interact with professionally, who are required to, and who actually make the effort and and are. 
if we've, I mean, I mean, excluding the one, because our clients, we make sure that this happens for them, but you know, we go out and we meet with potential clients. We meet with contract work that we do for other companies. So, you know, our client base, I know we have them covered, right? But if we were to exclude them and just look at what we see in the rest of the world, take a wild guess. I'll say probably about 25%, but a, a bigger offender here is people that let's say a business has to have a credit card system in their, in their building. Um, so they'll say the merchant, the, the actual credit card processors will say, okay, you want to have American Express? Well, you have to do a PCI compliance. Okay. And they'll say, okay, great. And then they get a questionnaire that's got 500 questions on them. Like, well, right. forget that. And they just mark yes, 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 yes. Oh, really? Yeah, you can fake So it. they're fraudulating You can fake them. that, exactly. Oh. Just, to, just so they can say, okay, yeah, now we can have American Express. Let's do it. I see that way more likely really? than not. Yeah. Do you, ha- do you use two-factor authentication? Sure, absolutely. Well, now we got to do the pen test. Well, uh, let me give you this IP address that's not really ours. It actually maybe doesn't even exist, or maybe it's in your block and it's not where yeah. your credit cards are. Give them that IP address. They run the scan. Everything looks good because there's not actually anything there, so those vulnerabilities aren't there to worm in. Wow. Now they pass it. I see that, Then that's probably in the 50 75% really? range. Absolutely. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, oh, I, those people, I'm sorry, they deserve it. Well, absolutely. And that's Those stupid. are the ones that that's they get just, breached. When we get called, it's because they've already been breached. Now they've already been fined by PCI. Um, and then we've got to go in, wow. clean up the mix, make it, make it PCI compliance, and then maybe offer some kind of, uh, maybe we can get a discount on this fine because we really can't afford it. We just lost all this other money because we got breached. That kind of thing. All right. So we're going to break down the stupid versus irresponsible here. I think it's irresponsible to not take this seriously. But if you're fraudulating reports, yeah. that's just plain stupid. Yeah. And it's scary how often that is. Wow. Is the case. Absolutely. They deserve every fine they get. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Okay. All right. What else you got? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. So. There are various levels of security standards, even for PCI. Uh, but thinking you don't process uh, enough to matter, like maybe you know you sell stuff on Etsy, or maybe you're just a taco stand. Maybe you don't. It doesn't matter to you. Well, of course it does. All it takes is uh, one person writing something down. You know, a piece of paper in the trash, and now you're busted, uh, and you've got all these legal fines and fees. And like I said, uh, normal fees. Uh, what I've seen online is somewhere between five and ten thousand dollars just for a small business. And we're talking. Those are the Etsy and the taco shops. But like I said, two million bucks for a Ticketmaster. Um, and that wasn't even getting the credit card information. Yeah. That was that was actually, I mean, you can find everyone's physical address and name out there on the internet for free. Um, hmm. So let's let's pretend they got some social security numbers. Right. Now we're right. talking some real that deal money. Be heavier. Huge. Um, so yeah, so uh, get compliant. Uh, find out if you are compliant. Um, you know, if you're faking that kind of stuff or if you're just signing yes and yes, I accept those terms of service just like you do with every other thing in life, uh, this is a lot more important and is a lot more dangerous. Yeah. Um, great resource for that. Uh, PCI Security Standards Council. It's PCISecuritystandards.org. Uh, that's the official site for it. Um, but contact contact a local IT company. Right. Uh, you know, check your sources, check your policies. If you don't have policies, get that done immediately. Because um, uh, they're coming after us now about policies. Yeah. Every single thing. It used to be, you know, loosely based. As long as everything's set up right, okay, well, it's fine. Uh, 
But it seems to me now, uh, just about everything from Microsoft, uh, I mean, you name it, Cisco to PCI in HIPAA compliancy, they require policies on this. You have to have right. it in writing. Who's in charge of this? Who's in charge of that? And if you don't have it, they'll come and find you. Yeah. What can you do on company equipment? What can you not not do? Can you get on Facebook? Can you not get on Facebook? Like this is the kind of thing that have, has to be written down. Yeah. You know, where is two-factor authentication required? Where is it not required? Uh, data backup plan, data re- recovery plan. If you do, you know, have a, yeah. a data erasing disaster, and I'm just talking like a hard drive. Goes right. out. What's the procedure to get it back? How do you do it? Like, and it's one thing to have that in your head and be like, okay, well, I th- we could probably figure this out. Well, that's that's enough to get you fine. It's got to be written down. <laughs> you it's have to have it written down. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if you say you've got it, which most people that have credit cards that, you know, just said, yeah, we're PCI compliant and they don't have that policy, they're coming after you. And so here again, like this is what I was on the speaking circuit last year about. And we're almost coming up on two years ago now. This year has been mostly COVID. <laughs> no, time but flies. I mean, we, we give this stuff away, yeah. the, the documents. We have spent hours and hours and hours building, revising, uh, you know, making sure that the policies and the procedures, the basic ones that are necessary for this kind of stuff are, are correct. Yeah. Now, I every mean, business is different. Uh, and you should probably take our templates and go through them and have them reviewed by an attorney or, you know, make sure that they really are what you need. But we've got these starter templates. Yeah. If you're lost and free. you just don't know where to start, this yeah. is the perfect person to start. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we charge for a lot of our services, but we we do have some pretty cool stuff that we just give away. Yeah. Uh, at least at least to get you started. So a uh, quick plug to the discovery call, mastercomputing.com slash discovery. Just spend a few minutes on the phone with me and we can, at a minimum, I'll give you these documents. I'll email them to you. No, no strings attached, but otherwise we'll go through and kind of, you know, check some other stuff. Anyways, Joe, I think all I keep, that fun stuff. I, I, I do want to give a teaser for next week. Well, I'm hold on. About so I, one. I actually, we've skipped a couple things here. I'm out of, I'm out of sorts. We've got uh, an update. We're supposed to have our oh, yeah. our stupid update segment. Stupid that we update, completely yeah. skipped. So, oh man, you, you had some notes here. What do we got on the update? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, I don't have anything. What do you got? Yeah, you said something that's right here on the notes about spam. Oh yeah, or is that an old one? Last week we were talking about spam. Well, let's continue to just like just spread like wildfire. Spam again, of course, is you know that spam emails. Uh, you're getting a fake email from somebody. They're pretending to be a Microsoft. You know, log in here because I just shared you a file. Um, here's your invoice. Click here to access it, and then it takes you to an Office 365 login. Um, yeah, and, and so we did. We did talk about that last week or last recording. I think. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, what ha, have you seen this happen since our last? So recording? since then, uh, Finra. So Finra is the securities regulator. Uh, so the stock market down oh, like okay. all the stock markets, the regulatory body that regulates all publicly active exchange markets and securities. Finra. Um, they're now getting spoofed like crazy. Um, so they're sending, you know, uh, people are getting these emails saying, hey, uh, you know, let's say you have a TD America uh, bank, you know, you've got your IRA in there. You've got your uh, 401k. They'll send you an email saying, hey, you know, sign here or, you know, end of the year, here's your new dividend. Uh, just click here to log in. You put in your uh, Finner login authentication and now, uh, you know, there go your stocks. Some mm-hmm. hackers got your login information. 
um, and it, you know, link to all of your yeah, accounts, yeah. you know, and y- usually those typically have just about everything about you. Cause that's kind of required by law, right. especially with like 401k stuff. They've got all your financial information going back as long as Ooh. history. They've got your social security. They've got your birthday. They've got your parents' names. They've got your maiden name. They've got it all. Damn. And access to, you know, (laughs) your retirement. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people uh, like my parents, like, you know, they set up retirement. uh, They're still working and they're not checking that thing on a daily basis. They're not checking that on a yearly basis. So they could drain you five years ago and you didn't even know it. Yuck. (laughs) So that's going on right now. That's a quick, stupid update. Ouch. All right. The other thing we missed. Well, we're... That was the only one that was out of order, but we also yeah. need to talk about our stupid headlines. Oh, we've headline. got some uh, we've got some stuff going on out there, and you know you'll hear me say from time to time that you, people aren't coming back from these breaches. All right, so one that came up on a I'm, I I've got this kind of chat group with other IT business owners, and and somebody else popped it up on the chat this week. The company InboxSolutions.com. Are you familiar with this company at all, Joe? Company what? InboxSolutions.com. No. Email, they've got something to do with email. Sure. Um, maybe it's just email hosting. I don't know. Um, and what's interesting is I, I went to their website, and when I printed off what I thought, what I read on their site, it came off completely different. So I'm, I'm trying to find what... Uh, but anyways, you go to their site, inboxsolutions.com, and it's just a discla- a notice that says, hey, we're gone. We're toast. Oh. Uh, complete with dates, times, uh, November 27th, 2020. Like, this is recent. Uh. Um, so it says at, at 118 Central Time, 1127, 2020, we suffered a massive malicious cyber attack. Currently, all civ- services are down with no ETA on restoration of services. Frankly, we recommend you sign up for Microsoft 365 immediately. Begin transferring <laughs> your MX records to them wow. to restore mail flow. Contact a local IT support provider. Uh, here are instructions to back up your PST yeah. file. I mean, like, they're done. Yeah. They're out of business. Wow. And not only that, but if you had your email with them, I, they think they might be. Here's Here was an update later that same day. We have a glimmer of good news. We believe you can. We can export everyone's mailbox from our offsite backups to PST files. This, however, will take at least three weeks to export all data and begin to provide it to you for your downloads. Wow! Uh, so they're not. So it sounds even, like they got they got crypto locked. They had backups offsite. That's what it sounds like. But yeah, maybe but their web servers. But they worked. don't even know if they're going to be able to get it. That's they think insane. they think they might be able to, but it's three weeks out before. That's optimistic, too, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, because if they could do it, they would have just done it. I'll tell you what. I've exported, uh, like, let's see, oh. most recently 20, 20 mailboxes that go back about five years. That took about a month. It's it's ridiculous. It takes a long time to <laughs> that much data. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm bringing this up. First of all, number one, I want to point out that I ache for these guys. Yeah. Like, this is an absolute nightmare. You've got people's jobs toast. You've got people's data. It's toast. Um, you know, businesses who relied on them for their email. Now, what are they losing in revenue? Because yeah. they're not able to do business. Like this is, it's tragic. And the last thing in the world I want to do is make light of it. I don't want to capitalize on other people's pain. I want to fucking prevent it. All right. Like that is what we're here for. <laughs> and, and this is where I get passionate because, you know, when I'm week after week, we spend 
thousands and thousands of dollars evangelizing this message, giving away resources, you know, making the the plea to jump on this 10 minute discovery call like this stuff's preventable. Yeah. It's preventable. Life altering, life changing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just do something about it. Do it. But, you know, we're, we're too busy. We're too. Right. There's always something else. Whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I'm. I'm I'm fired up. I'm saying it again. You know, a 10-minute call. Just get on there for 10 minutes. This is not a high-pressure salesperson. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm coming across like people don't take me up on the offer. They do. We're, we're constantly giving away these resources, helping businesses uh, with compliance, with, with all this stuff. So um, the message does work. It is getting out there. But I'm just passionate about it because when you don't, when you don't take this action – uh, yeah, life altering, life ending as far as your business goes, yeah. as far as your livelihood goes. It's it truly is tragic. So yeah. uh, I think you, you started to go with a teaser, Joe. Yeah. So we're talking about getting hacked. You've been hacked. No, I haven't. What's the first thing you can do? What are you supposed to do? Dun, dun, dun. That's a good question. Yeah. What do you do? You've been hacked. You've been breached. What? You just got crypto locked. Now what? Now what? So that's what we're going to talk about next week. It's next week. And I mean, is there a spoiler alert that's just like, rip? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, because I just tuned. got done saying, well, once you get hacked, you can't come back from it. Now we're teasing. <laughs> when you get hacked, what do you do next? Well, um, yeah. you polish up your resume. <laughs> I mean, so we'll have resume tips next yeah, week and get more. Get attorney. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll break it down. We'll talk about it. So definitely tune in for that one uh what else you got joe uh that's all i got all right well if i haven't said it enough i'm gonna say it again uh you know we talk constantly about stupid what's not stupid what's irresponsible um all those things it's taking the head in the sand approach it's not taking this seriously it's not jumping on a quick 10 minute call with me but that's the smart thing to do is to jump on that call uh get a second opinion a third opinion do not rely on on what you think is it's free just talk yeah just figure out where you're at right just a quick report (laughs) card we're gonna ask a few questions you'll get a score you know a, a basic score of where you are today um we'll present an action plan you can take that and run with it Go implement it yourself if you want. Hire your other IT company to do it if you want. I don't care. But take that information. Get somebody else's eyes on your security. Don't mess around with this stuff. That's all I got. Joe, last words? Uh, See you you next week, everybody. See you guys. Uh, Mastercomputing.com slash discovery. Get on there. We'll talk.